0: Welcome to Literary Speaking with Crystal Lee Quibel. Literary Speaking is the author's guide to writing and publishing, sharing tips and tricks for aspiring authors. Crystal Lee's expert guest will bring you the latest information on how to write and publish your book into being. Are you ready to tell your story? Here's your host. Welcome to Literary
1: Speaking. I'm your host, Crystal Lee Quibel, and today we're talking with Lina Fogelberg, author of Wall Street Journal's best-selling memoir, Beautiful Affliction. Lene, welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks, Crystal Thank you for being here. I know you're calling in. You're in Sweden now, correct?
2: Yeah. I'm in Sweden celebrating Christmas.
1: Oh, It must be so beautiful.
2: Yeah, it is. It's wonderful.
1: Great. Well, Your memoir, Beautiful Affliction, really detailed how you were assured as a child in Sweden that there was absolutely nothing wrong with your heart. And by some sort of small twist of fate, you were then relocated to the U.S., which really ended up leading to the diagnosis um, and two emergency open heart surgeries within weeks of moving. Did you sort of feel like it was some sort of divine intervention that inspired these events?
2: Yeah, uh, it was amazing, really. Uh, When I look back uh, at how the chain of events unfolded, uh, I feel it was miracle after miracle, Uh, Mm -hmm. especially how my heart disease was never discovered in Sweden because if it had been discovered back in Sweden, uh, I would never have been able to move to the U.S. at that time uh, or be referred to the heart surgeon in Philadelphia who saved my life.
1: And wasn't it, it was one of your neighbors, correct, that was, he was involved and got you connected with an, another surgeon that actually ended up saving your life?
2: Yeah, that's what happened. It was just a miracle, really.
1: And and sort of all along, your intuition knew that something was wrong, but this is really kind of a cool story about learning to trust your intuition and follow your heart, both physically and spiritually.
2: Yeah, it was it was a very trying time for me. But mm-hmm. looking back, uh I'm I feel like I really learned a lot about trusting my my intuition and trusting my spirit telling me that something was wrong. And I think yeah, that I really learned a lot and I'm grateful for that now and I'm so grateful for everything
1: that happened to me in the US and all that it taught me. Absolutely. How long, you know, you, when you decided to write the book, how long did it take for you to come up with the first completed draft? Uh,
2: I I think it seems longer than it actually took <laughs> uh, because most of the book uh, was written in hotel rooms and temporary houses uh, that we lived in during the transition of moving from Sweden to Indonesia. And I think the first Swedish draft took about six months to complete, and mm-hmm. then the English draft, perhaps slightly less,
1: so you wrote in Swedish first, and then did you translate or have someone help you translate into English? Yeah, I translated,
2: but yeah, I started out translating, but really, after one or two chapters i <laughs> I really rewrote the book in English,
1: yeah, that's amazing, so this is your very first book written in English.
2: Yeah, it is.
1: Well, it's beautiful. I mean, I was blown away. I think, were there moments during the writing process that you maybe felt like you would give up, that it was too difficult? Um, yeah,
2: well, there were many moments, but writing the first draft, I think that was the best part for me. It was sort of energizing. Uh, I think I, I needed to tell my story and that this need kept me going. Mm-hmm. But then during the editing process afterwards, it sometimes felt like I would never, ever be done. I mean, I, I was going over the same text over and over again, and it was challenging. And also some chapters were deleted uh, to shorten mm-hmm. the book somewhat, and uh, the rewrite to accommodate this was tough. I Yeah, I must admit there were weeks when I had to take a break from the book completely before I could continue
1: <laughs> So really, you had, you needed breaks and it, throughout the editing process, I think that's important for our listeners to know as aspiring authors as well, that you really have to nurture the process and give yourself some time in between the first draft and edits and to really step away from the story and see it from another angle.
2: Yeah, I think that is important. And also... I I mean, when writing the first book, you're often in a rush to have it done and show it. But I think it's important to just, like you said, step back and just uh, think of something else and then go back to the text and do that a couple of times and you always see something new and the text evolves and I think that is important. And to enjoy the process also, even though it's hard. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Absolutely So for the query process you know, author, Authors need to write a letter to agents about their book In order to seek representation And uh, for you, how many query letters did you send out Before finding your agent, Lena? Um,
2: uh, I guess I sent approximately 20 emails to agents And some 7 or 8 directly to publishers And a few agents replied quickly and wanted to see the manuscript and a number of publishers also read Mm -hmm. the manuscript and wanted to go ahead. Um, But the agents were quite slow, and when I asked for updates, they always seemed to want more time. So in the end, I chose to go ahead with a publisher without Mm -hmm. being agented, and uh, I signed up with She Writes Press. And my intention was to find an agent for my next book instead.
1: So for she writes press, they there was no agent involved. You just went directly to the publisher, and then they took care of, you know, the distribution and getting the book printed and and that sort yeah. of thing.
2: Yeah, they've been wonderful. I'm really happy with them. And the reason I did this is because in Sweden we don't. It's a totally different system in Sweden where the author usually contacts the press directly. So mm. the American system was totally new for me. <laughs>
1: yes, because, I mean, here in America and Canada, they we have to query an agent, seek representation, and the agent takes us and tries to sell to different publishers. So in Sweden, you can just go directly to the publisher, which is, it, which is pretty interesting. Was there anything uh, during that process that you wish you kind of knew now that you've been through the process that you could share with our listeners that really – sort of is a little tiny piece of advice you would recommend when you're when you're sending your book out and querying.
2: Uh yeah, I think uh I think you got to be kind of tough. <laughs> it's a <laughs> lot of rejections. <laughs> and you yes. got to be prepared for it. It is just part of what it is.
1: Absolutely. So you really have to prepare yourself that There is a possibility of many rejections, but if you hold tight, the right one comes along. And your book has received so many accolades, and it's just climbing as the weeks go on. So I'm really excited for you, too. Thanks, Kisodi. Thank you. No problem. Well, everyone, you're listening to Literary Speaking with Crystal Lee Quibel, and today we're talking with author Lina Fogelberg, about her memoir, Beautiful Affliction. When we come back from the break, we'll discuss more about how she queried agents and her writing process. Tweet with us on Twitter, at WriterCrystal, with the hashtag LiterarySpeaking. We'll be right back.
0: Your story is begging to be told, but do you know where to start? Crystal Lee Quibell is dedicated to helping you achieve your book publishing dreams. Go to crystalleequibell.com. That's Crystal Lee Quibel, Quibell, Q U I B E L L.com, and sign up for Crystal Lee's newsletter today.
1: Welcome back to Literary Speaking. I'm your host, Krista Lee, and we're continuing our conversation today with Lena Fogelberg. Lena is the author of the memoir *Beautiful Affliction*, which was recently awarded a best-selling memoir on the best-selling list of the Wall Street Journal. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, Lena. How long was the the process from you know when you wrote the story and and translated to receiving a date of publication for the book? <laughs>
2: Uh, Well, once I had finished rewriting the book in English and completed the editing uh, in February 2014, I believe it took some six months until She Writes Press and I agreed on publication for September 2015. So it was about a year after contract. Um, Oh, that's great. Yeah, but if you can't count the first Swedish draft, which I completed end of 2012, then it took me two and a half years until I got a date of publication.
1: Were there did you find were there any surprises throughout the publishing process? Uh, yeah, many surprises. <laughs> uh, for
2: example, for example, uh, the whole endorsement thing was new to me, or blurbs as they are called. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. the quotes from authors that the publisher put yes. on the cover of a book. Uh, I didn't know many authors in the U.S. And I was super scared. I didn't know if I would ever get one blurb to put on my book.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I think a lot what of authors I did was, are intimidated. Oh, sorry? I think a lot of authors are intimidated by that because, you know, it's a big part of the publishing process now is to get those blurbs. Yeah, and
2: uh, I, it was totally new to me. I don't know why. I haven't given it much thought, I guess. And so I was so scared But I I sent out some letters to authors that I admire, very humbly asking for endorsements. And almost everyone read my book and gave me fantastic blurbs. I was just thrilled and over the moon by this generosity from the established author community.
1: That's wonderful. So really you just reached out and then you just sent uh for our listeners there are galley copies before they go before the book goes into publication you kind of get a sample that you can send out to authors. So was that how you went about it? You just sent out the galleys? Did your publisher help you with that? Yeah, I sent out galleys exactly. And then the did the publisher approach the authors for you or did you just reach out? you know to anyone that you thought might be interested.
2: Yeah, well, uh I asked my publisher because it was really new to me and I told them, "I don't know anyone. Can you help me?" <laughs> so, they sent out and asked one author they thought would be a good match, and she gave me fantastic blurbs, but all the rest I sent out myself, uh sent out letters to those authors.
1: And so, what has your experience been working with She Writes Press? Um do you, you know have they been very supportive and really great with promoting the book it seems like it from my end but as an as an author how how has it been for you working with them
2: Oh it's been wonderful they've been totally wonderful and I'm so happy that I went with She Writes Press they've been so supportive and helping me so much and uh, yeah I I just couldn't be happier
0: Mhm
1: the cover of the book is beautiful, and actually, I mean, I'm a book cover junkie, so it was a really huge draw for me, and I couldn't, I couldn't help but pre-order when I saw it. I was looking through Amazon, uh, doing some research for some other books, and I saw it, and it just caught my eye. Um, did you have any say in the cover art, or did they just send you, you know, here's what the cover's going to be, and, and did you have any say in, in whether that was the one you were going to use? uh thank
2: you so much uh yeah i had a lot of say in the cover um but uh, in the end well it was a process and uh, it was back and forth but in the end uh, they sent me this cover that we went with and i was kind of shocked i was like oh what is this (laughs) and then my (laughs) my publisher brooke warner (laughs) she kind of convinced me to go ahead with it. And I'm very happy she did because I have received so much praise for it. And I'm now I'm really happy with it.
1: Yeah. So at first you were a little bit sort of not sure if that was quite the right cover for it. And then, but now, I mean, everybody who sees the book on my coffee table, they're like, oh, what's this about? And they instantly pick it up. So clearly Wow, it, I'm it happy worked. to hear it. Yes, yes. I've been sharing it with everybody because I I feel like it's such a beautiful story. I mean, it's really, I mean, there's, a, there's an amazing love story with your husband. You know, you meet when you're very, very young and sort of stay in love throughout the years and, and end up together on this amazing journey. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, you know, do you think what's sort of the message that you would most wish for readers to take away from the book?
2: Um, I I hope to share a sense of awe for life, um, for the miracle that it really is, um, and also the beauty that can be found in unlikely places, uh, and as well as the beautiful pattern our lives can shape even though when we are in the middle of it, it might seem like a huge mess. <sighs>
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So the book, I mean, for our listeners who haven't read the book and are probably wondering what the book is about, it really details your journey going from the Swedish medical system, you move to America, and all your life you kind of struggle with breathing and feeling well, and there's always sort of this, grim reaper in the background that kind of haunts you and you feel like you you may not have enough time left. Could you maybe share a little bit about what happened?
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, I always had this sense uh, when I grew up that I might not live long. I might not have a long life. And uh, that feeling sort of Deepened over the years and after I got married after I had my children. I started to realize that This is really happening actually. Mm -hmm. I am starting to feel so unwell so tired so fatigued always feeling faint and compared to my peers I was really very tired. It it really Mm -hmm. manifested itself and uh, in the end, I realized I was actually dying. And I went to doctor after doctor in Sweden, but they would not believe me. They just told me, you're a hypochondriac or you, you're stressed, you you need to just relax. <laughs> so it was
1: very frustrating. Wow. I was very unhappy. Mm-hmm. And then by some small twist of fate, you end up moving to the U.S. for your husband's work. Is that, is that correct?
2: Yes, that is correct.
1: Okay, and then when you come to the U.S., what really sort of turns things around for you medically? Who listened, and how did that happen?
2: Yeah, uh, both me and my husband, we needed physicals uh, prior to getting our driver's license. So uh, I just went in for that, and the the doctor, uh, she listened to my heart, and she was just like, oh, we need to check this up. This doesn't sound good. So right. she sent me to have an ultrasound of my heart, and it all just unraveled from there. They discovered my congenital heart disease, and yeah, so it was very overwhelming.
1: Yes, and in the book, I mean, you detail, <coughs> excuse me, sorry, you detail how you went from, you know, a young child and trying to just do normal everyday tasks, and you struggled so much, and even just the flight from Sweden to the U.S. was a risk for you.
2: Yeah, that is true. I didn't know it at that time, but it was. It was a risk, and having children was a risk, and you know, I did a lot of things that they were risk riskful for me, but I didn't know it. Mm-hmm. So I, that's also a reason I wanted to to share my story. I wanted to raise awareness about these kind of diseases that are hidden, that we don't know, but they are still there, and I just feel that it's important with kindness. It's important to just be aware that there are things that aren't, that doesn't show, but they are still there.
1: Yes, because it really is, you know, the story of resilience where you continually are saying, no, I really know something's wrong. There is something wrong with me. And despite no one listening in Sweden, it's really, I mean, it it was so whirlwind when you do make it to the U S and you detail in the book, you know, you have this new neighbor that comes and he's connected with the heart surgeon and there's just something off. And one doctor, you know, after seeing so many, you, you finally find that one and she's like, something's wrong. Let's check it out. And really within two weeks, you're undergoing two major heart surgeries. And there were so many times where you could have died and so I really felt like there was a big lesson in this book about literally and physically listening to your heart. Is that sort of what you wanted to convey to readers?
2: Yeah, it really is. That is the message I wanted to convey.
1: Mm-hmm. And were there, you know, I'm sure in the book there's, you know, many detailed signs that something's wrong. But when was it that you really paid attention and thought, okay, something, you know, I have to pursue this a little more vigilantly and and take this as an emergency? Um, yeah, I think it's sort of, uh,
2: um, it was gradually,
0: mm-hmm. I think.
2: I think it, it became clearer to me after I gave birth to my kids because my health really deteriorated. Uh, after that i got so fatigued and uh, i can't remember exactly when but i know that i sort of just realized well i have this scene in the book where i'm sort of playing with my youngest daughter and uh, Mm -hmm. it sort of dawns on me that i will not live to see her grow up and that is Mm -hmm. that that is like how it happened it was, yes. I, I, that's the thought I remember. I will not live to see my children grow up. And it was such a painful thought. I, I was just heartbroken. Hmm.
1: So really, I mean, you, you were so vigilant in, in getting your health back up. How are you feeling now?
2: I'm feeling good. Thank you.
1: Good. I'm happy to see it. And I mean, your website is also beautiful. Which your website is uh, LenaFogelberg dot com. It's L E N E Fogelberg.com. dot com. And you have all these beautiful pictures of your travels and your family and updates for our listeners to check out as well. Do you have any authors, uh, Lennet, that really inspire you? That inspired you to write and become become a writer and a poet.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I love to read all kinds of books, and I have uh, found inspiration in my writing from many different sources. And but two novels that inspired the way I wrote *Beautiful Affliction* uh, are *Sarah's Key* by Tatiana mm-hmm. de Rosnay and *The Elegance of the Hedgehog* by Muriel Barbery. And from these books, I drew the inspiration to the structure of my book of writing in alternating chapters of growing up in Sweden and arriving in the U.S. and I also love poetry, and one poet that I greatly admire is Swedish poet Thomas Trondströmer. And Mm -hmm. I also just love William Faulkner, and especially his technique of stream of consciousness. And um, it inspired me to think of language less as a set of rules and more of something to be bent and molded after your needs, like a lump of clay.
1: Yes. Great, great, great suggestions for our listeners to check out, too. Um, Lena, I think, what was the main thing you learned about becoming a writer now that you've written your first book and you're now working on your second? What would you say is the most important piece of advice you could pass on to other aspiring authors?
2: Um, I would say start as early as possible to connect with other writers. Uh, don't wait for your manuscript to be ready or your book to be published Mm
0: -hmm. and
2: if you are a shy introvert like many writers are myself included uh, I would say try to make conscious efforts to toughen yourself up and if you are too shy to start blogging start a blog if you read blogs but are too shy to comment post a comment challenge yourself Do something scary every day and when the time comes to submit your manuscript and later to publish your book, you will need to be the toughest version of yourself.
1: That's great advice. You have to be the toughest version of yourself when you're ready to submit. Well, Lena, thank you so much for being here today. I really enjoyed your book, it was so beautiful, and I'm so glad we get to share this with our listeners as well. Thank you so much, Crystal. Thank you for having me. No problem. Lena Fogelberg can be found at LenaFogelberg.com. Please do make sure you order your copy of Beautiful Affliction and leave a review on Amazon and Goodreads. Join us next time on Literary Speaking for more tips and tricks on how to get your work published as we speak with Julie Barton, author of the memoir Dog Medicine How My Dog Saved Me from Myself. Make sure you visit crystalleequival.com to sign up for my newsletter and win a free copy that's also signed by today's author, at crystalleequible.com. We'll also be posting a blog with Lena, um, bonus question and a material, and make sure you join us on Twitter at writercrystal writer Crystal with the hashtag literary speaking. I'm your host, Crystal Lee Quible, and thank you so much for
0: tuning in. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to Literary Speaking with your host, Crystal Lee Quibell. To start discovering how you can begin telling your story, go to crystalleequibell.com. That's Crystal Lee Quibel, Q-U-I-B-E-L-L.com. And sign up for Crystal Lee's newsletter. Join us again next week for more advice from your favorite authors and publishing professionals.